0: Good afternoon, welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. On today's show, it's a sad day in the dairy sector as an Ontario couple were involved in a serious collision on a Saskatchewan highway. agri is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose McDougal Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at McDougallAuction.com. Once again, filling in for Jim Smully today, this is Ryan McNally. It's a sad day for dairy producers across the country, As Bettina and Hank Sherman from Elmira, Ontario, were on a cross-country tour to support the dairy sector and were involved in a serious accident on Highway 16 yesterday morning between Saskatoon and Langham. Shortly after 9 a.m., there was a crash between the tractor and they were driving and a semi-trailer. RCMP say the 55-year-old Bettina Sherman was killed when her husband Hank is in a Saskatoon hospital and is in stable condition. The Shermans were in Regina on Friday, and that's where they met with Joy Smith, the manager of policy and communications with SaskMilk. Saskatoon reporter Neil Billinger spoke to Smith. short time ago.
1: They're really passionate and and really great advocates for the industry and so they decided on their own that they were going to take off on the Canadian tour, Canadian milk tour and um, they were going to drive across our country in an open top John Deere tractor with their um, maple, their artificial cow and uh, just talk to people and and raise awareness about Canadian dairy and Canadian dairy families and what they do and um, Hank and Bettina just they're just great advocates because they're they're warm and they're engaging and they talk to people. They've driven thousands of miles uh, so far to get to Saskatchewan uh, on their trip, and along the way, they've talked to consumers and the public, and they've stayed with dairy farmers, and they've just they really touched a lot of people.
2: Did you have the opportunity uh, to talk to them on this tour?
1: Absolutely. They they were in Regina on Friday and. Um, we were downtown handing out uh, free milk, and uh, the and uh, Hank and Bettina were giving out buttons and information and just talking to people, and it was a, a really nice um, a really nice afternoon with them, actually.
2: And so they had a lot of interaction with Saskatchewan residents over the last number of days.
1: They they did, yeah. Um, when they first got into the province, they also uh, were at a barbecue for a lot of Regina area dairy farmers. And uh, then they, they toured around and through Regina and then all the way up through Saskatoon, went through the university at Saskatoon and then around Saskatoon for, I think, the full day on uh, on Sunday, uh, stayed with dairy farmers in the Saskatoon area there and they were on their way to Edmonton to continue their westward
2: journey. This has got to hit dairy producers in our province really hard having you know met them. Uh, I know there's a, a GoFundMe page has been set up and Sask Milk has uh, made a donation.
1: Yes, in conjunction with the Dairy Farmers of Ontario, Sask Milk set up a, a GoFundMe page. Farmers are going to they're going to want to do something. They're going to want to do something to help the family, and so um, we thought we would give them the opportunity to do that, and just have all the proceeds go to Hank and Bettina's family because they're going to have some uh, they're going to have some difficult times ahead. And um, we we certainly, you know, these things are so awful and so devastating, and um, we just wanted to do what we
0: could to try to help. That was Joy Smith with Sask Milk. But Tina Sherman was killed and her husband Hank is in hospital in stable condition following a crash between a tractor and a semi on Highway 16 yesterday morning between Saskatoon and Langham. The Shermans are dairy farmers from Elmira, Ontario and were in the province on a cross-country tour in support of the Canadian dairy sector. Northern Lights Rail has purchased a locomotive, but it's not under the circumstances they wanted. Chair Wayne Bacon says... Their existing locomotive was vandalized about a month ago.
3: They took the out over there, and there's four radiators in there. Each radiator is about $7,000. Uh, they cut all the wiring inside, and what they're after is the copper. So they basically did about... Uh, $50,000 worth of damage if we go to all new parts. Uh, if we can find some new stuff, we maybe get down to 35000 But they did a lot of damage to our locomotive, so uh, it's, it's going to take us a long time to get this up and running because to find all the parts we need and get the parts here, uh, we decided to buy another locomotive.
0: Bacon says the board had been discussing purchasing a new locomotive prior to the vandalism. This incident accelerated their plans. The new locomotive should be delivered in the next few weeks. Bacon says it's fortunate that the incident happened at the time of year when there's not a lot of shipments moving by rail, but it has had an impact on business.
3: We are still shipping a few cars. like We've basically cancelled 225 car orders so far, and but we'll get caught up with that. Uh, I've been talking to the Green Commission and also the CN about that. And once we get our locomotive there, the orders will come in fairly quick, and then we'll get caught back up to where we should be. But.
0: That was Chair of Northern Lights Rail, Wayne Bacon. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, defendable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. Yesterday, we heard from Dr. George Sabongui, a Montreal psychologist who has experience working with farmers experiencing severe stress. Dr. Sabongui tells reporter Neil Billinger that he is encouraged by recent measures within the ag community, including the Do More Agriculture Foundation.
4: Mental health shouldn't be this scary thing. So it's easy for me to talk to somebody if I have a physical injury, but it's not so easy for me to talk to people about a mental health injury. But it turns out that mental health injuries are even more common than physical injuries. So the first thing I really liked is that we're talking about it. And if I talk about my own personal experience, I I served in the Canadian Armed Forces for 14 years and retired as a commander in the Navy. So that was also a a world where nobody talked about mental health because it was very taboo but when we did start to talk about it and we start to make it something that wasn't shameful to talk about well it turns out that all of a sudden we realized that you know soldiers are suffering and they're suffering in silence and it's not the suffering that's the problem it's the suffering in silence that's the problem and so soldiers uh, had a very very high rate of suicide i don't know if you know this but in the u.s since the year 2000 they've lost about five or six thousand soldiers in combat they've lost over 120,000 soldiers to suicide. And in the ag community, because of the stress and the isolation, the suicide rate for farmers has been skyrocketing in the last five years. So it is a reality. I think we should get the shame out of the way so that we can actually talk about it much more openly. And if people realize that they're not alone suffering through this, that there is help that you can have when you reach out, I think we can lower the the suffering and suicide rate for farmers as well
2: is one of the challenges though, when you, you hit that bottom. And, and I mean, uh, it's good to try and prevent yourself from hitting that bottom, but some people do hit that bottom. Uh, A simple phone call to, to somebody, you know, can make a big difference. But if you're on the other end of that phone call, knowing what to do or say that, that also uh, plays a role.
4: So one of the things that the FCC has been pretty instrumental is creating a kind of, uh, peer support network because farmers aren't very good at reaching out for help one they're not very good at looking at their dashboard and noticing there's a lot of yellow or red lights that are uh, you know that are on on the dashboard so that's challenge number one challenge number two they don't know how to reach out and they don't necessarily know what to do to get those lights turned off on the dashboard so one of the things the FCC and other communities in in the farming industry have, have been looking at is how do we train people who have regular contact with the farmers, whether it's the people who are involved in farm credit or or people involved in equipment sales, to not just ask the farmers about how are things going on the farm, but actually having the courage to ask the second question, which is how are you, and is there anything that we can do to help you fill your bucket right now, whether it's take off a little bit of pressure uh, in the short term so that you can just focus on yourself and and be healthy and strong enough to to make sure that you, you have enough strength to carry on, or if somebody is really struggling, they can identify, hey, listen, I, I spoke to uh, a farmer that I went to visit today, and, and I asked about how they were doing, and you know I'm a little concerned. And so having some kind of second-tier support, whether it's peer support, whether it's community-based support, I've seen enormous changes, and I think it's making a lot of differences in the farm.
0: Dr. George Sabongwe was a Montreal-based psychologist who spoke last month. At Canada's Farm Progress Show in Regina. A serious disease that affects canola crops has appeared in Saskatchewan and the Ministry of Agriculture is trying to tackle the problem before it gets worse. Yield loss from clever root will be the highest when pathogen levels are high, uh, susceptible to crop when grown uh, when environmental conditions are favorable for disease development. Low pathogen levels will result in smaller gulls or swollen root tissue which will have a reduced impact on yield compared to large galls, which will occur when pathogen levels are high. Dan Orchard is an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada, orchard says 1800 fields will be surveyed for club root
1: I think uh, Saskatchewan is doing a great job of proactively trying to monitor and scout and keep this disease away they're lucky to find it as early as they did I think and and they know it's coming so there's some hot spots to keep an eye out for particularly along the border you know east of Lloyd and places like that so hopefully the farmers will be diligent and and uh, do a much better job of controlling this disease than, than we've seen in Alberta
0: Dan Orchard is an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada based in North Central Alberta. Market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall's Wealth call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall's Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River, visit flamin.com. Here are the latest Vitera grain prices. Durham unchanged at 2.54.59 dollars Feed barley unchanged at 172 Canola down $210 at 4.77.64 dollars Flax unchanged at 4.82.42 dollars Oats down $1.62 to 62 to $1. 63 Yellow peas unchanged at 2.21.54 dollars Feed wheat unchanged at 136 Number one, Red Spring Wheat down $361 to 2.20.16 dollars the Livestock Quotes are brought to you by Cinnaboya and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call a at 642-4180 or Weyburn at 842-4574.
1: This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of July 10th. Weyburn didn't have a sale last week. It was the Cinnaboya's turn. Heiferette sold from $1.10 to $1.30. D1 and D2 cow sold from $0.85 to $0.95. D3 cows sold from $0. $0.72 cents to $0. $0.84, cents, and good butcher bulls sold from $1. five to dollar twenty. There weren't enough steers or heifers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Degg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too.
0: The latest pork prices are unavailable this week due to a website malfunction, but should be available later this week. Farm weather is next on Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 306 352 1866. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast heat warnings are still in effect for much of the province, as is severe thunderstorm watches. Check 620CKRM.com for more details. A mix of sun and cloud later this afternoon, the 30% chance of showers, risk of a thunderstorm, the high 30, the low 18. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy with wind, 60% chance of showers late in the morning and afternoon, the high 22, the low 14. Thursday, sunshine, the high 28, the low 15. Friday, sunshine, the high 30, the low 15. Saturday sunshine, the high 22, the low 14. Sunday sunny, with the high of 23, the low 11. Then Monday sunshine, with the high 23. Normals for this time of year: normally it's a high of 25, normal low is 11. Sun rose this morning at 4:59. The sun will set tonight at 9:09. The provincial hot spot this hour is Val Marie at 30 degrees. The cold spot is Moose Jaw at 19. Around the province, Estevan, partly cloudy and 26. Prince Albert, mainly sunny and 25. Saskatoon, mostly cloudy and 25. Swift Current, mostly cloudy and 24. Weyburn, partly cloudy and 27. Yorkton, sunshine and 27. In Moose Jaw this hour, mostly cloudy with a light rain shower. and east-southeast wind at 15. It's 19 degrees. In Regina, mostly cloudy with a west wind at 9. Barometric pressure is rising. It's 24. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture for today. I'm Ryan McNally.